It's great to have you with us from wherever you're tuning in from. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app. We hope this message inspires and helps you to take your next steps in your journey. Father God, just want to ask that you take these words, but more than that, Holy Spirit, will you minister to us right now? Would you open up our ears? Would you open up our mind? Would you open up our spirit that as we look into your word, as we hear your heart, something new will be sparked off in us today, that we will walk out of this place, not just with more information, but with a greater, stronger, more powerful spirit to fulfill those things that you have for us. Amen. I want you to think this for a moment. You have been made for greatness. Hold that thought, what just went through your head. You were made for greatness. Now right now, in your mind, there might be a whole bunch of things going on, like, okay, another motivational speech, okay, another one of those sermons, um, or maybe, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, but but I want to know, want you to consider right now, what goes through your head when I say that you were made for greatness? Because see, what Mark's been talking about and the whole series, which is all about this idea that, that, that there is a whole open space that is available for us, but as Paul said in 2 Corinthians 6, that, that we do not put a fence around that. So who has put the fence that holds us back? And right now when I say you were created for greatness, or if you like to put it this way, there's a seed of greatness inside you, then what's the fence that's holding that back right now? Maybe it's doubt. Maybe it's, it's those thoughts of, oh, I can't. Maybe it's those, I've heard this before, or, you know what, I'm just actually quite comfortable just being here right now. I'm in retirement mode. I don't need any more greatness. I want to know what is the fence, because I sense, and this is the concept of this, this series that Mark has been taking us through, is those fences that hold us back, but don't just hold you back, but hold others back from experiencing the greatness that's inside you. So, I mean, it was Jesus who said this, right? In John 14, verse 12, right? Remember, he's Jesus. He's not far off now being crucified. He's talking with his disciples. He's getting them ready for the next part, the next stage, scene two of Christ in this world, which is now going to be not just walking amongst us, but inside us. This is going to be coming up to stage two. He's going to be crucified not long. He's going to give us a place where the Holy Spirit comes upon us. So this is all about to happen. And we're just coming to the end of his time here on earth. And this is what he says to his disciples, John 14, 12. Very truly, I tell you, Whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even, everyone say, greater. 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 Not just, not littler. Not just okayer. Not just a well maybe -er. This is a greater. And so he says, you will do greater things than these 
because I am going to the Father. There's the promise. Because he is going to the Father, you and I are going to do greater, th- greater things than these. What were the these you're talking about, Jesus? His presence here on earth. Greater things. So we want to have a look at what are those greater things and what are the, the fences that we put up. And I want to suggest to you that one of the greatest fences is the word offense or what we call criticism. Criticism is one of the greatest things that will hold us be, back from being that which God has designed us to be. But criticism will hold back the greatness that's inside you. You see, you're not only designed for greatness, there's a seed of greatness because Jesus said, I'm going and therefore you will have. So there's a seed of greatness. There's a possibility of greatness. There's a world that needs the greatness that's inside you. But what holds us back? Criticism. The criticism that you're probably hearing in your head right now. You can't do that. You're too old. You're too young. You're not good enough. Those first criticisms... But then there's the criticisms around us. What is the fence that holds us back from moving into the greatness that's open for you right now? That great open space that Paul talked about. We live in Kalamunda, beautiful place. You should visit it sometime. And I've got a little rock that I go to, which is uh, just outside along Mundaringweir Road. There's a little place I go and pray. And as I look... As I walk towards this rock, I pass a little, there's a little opening that you can look out over Mundaring Weir. And out of Mundaring Weir, there's a big pipe. It goes 553, I think it is, kilometres. You're happy to correct me if you like. And, and the pipe's about 760 wide and it pumps gallons and gallons or litres and litres, depends where you're coming from, all the way to Kalgoorlie. A town that was a gold mining town, but a man by the name of C.Y. O'Connor had a vision. He had an idea. He had something great inside him. And him and John Forrest at the time, back in the early 1900s, came up with the idea that we could actually pump this water all the way. Imagine this is not like today we're talking about. We're talking 1900s, early 1900s. What an amazing feat. What an amazing vision. What an amazing greatness that now for all that time, thousands of people in Kalgoorlie are benefiting from this man's idea and his engineering. Unfortunately, this article and many articles were written about him. And listen to this article. It says, this is in the Western Australian back in, um, it was about 19, uh, 1889, I think this was written. And it says, no, it wasn't. It was, eight, it was 1902. And it was written in the Western Australian. It says, and apart from any distinct charge of corruption, this man, C.Y. O'Connor, has exhibited such gross blundering or something worse in his management of great public works It is no exaggeration to say that he has robbed the taxpayer of this state of many millions of money. This crocodile imposter has been backed up in all his reckless, extravagant juggling with public funds. That was the comments that were coming about C.Y. O'Connor as he was in the middle of building this 
Unfortunately, in 1902, on the 10th of March, C.Y. O'Connor jumped on a horse. He had a gun with him. He went down to Rob's jetty. He rode out at 4.40 in the morning and killed himself. It's a very sad story because it was about 10 months later when John Forrest came and opened up and we saw water flowing from Mundaring to Kalgoorlie. Here's the sad bit about that story, except for his family lost a man who loved them. The sad thing about this story <clears throat> is what else could have come out of from that man? What other great things? What other great engineering feats? What other things would we be benefiting today if that man still had lived? But you see, the words of criticism, the words of judgment, the words of people who didn't really know everything held him back and took his life. And I want to ask the question today, what great engineering, what great um, possibilities are hidden inside you and me that if we listen to the words of the fake news, if we listen to the words of the news around us, what would hold us back? Because criticism has the ability to disempower you, Criticism has the ability to put a fence around you. Criticism has the ability to cause stuff inside you to distract you from the very greatness that's actually inside you. So we want to have a look at this. And if you think that maybe, yeah, you're going, oh, I understand what you're talking about, Steve, but how do I push through this? Because it's not easy. Well, thank goodness for Jesus. Because you see, Jesus actually shows us how to do that. Jesus, the Son of God, who has all the power in the universe, came and dwelt amongst us, it said, lived with us, died on a cross and rose again for you and I that we might know his greatness, actually was criticised. Let me take you to a story, one of my favourite stories actually, and I've preached on this a number of times, but it was pretty important. Because you see, oh, actually, I forgot part of my little talkie here. But I mean, I, I even think of, of David and Goliath. Could you imagine David coming out? He was criticised. Every great man was criticised. Let me suggest to you that criticism is not just something that will hold us back, but if we listen to it, will destroy you. It was Aristotle who said this, There is only one way to avoid criticism. Do nothing. Say nothing, be nothing. You're not going to get away from it. Don't be distracted by criticism, Zig Ziglar said. Remember, the only taste of success some people have is when they take a bite out of you. Eleanor Roosevelt said this, do what you feel in your heart to be right for you'll be criticised anyway. It's going to happen. Jesus was criticised. David was criticised. Everybody who's done anything great has been criticised. So the question we've got is, if we are going to allow the greatness to push through us, how do we actually overcome criticism? Let's look at the story of Jesus. Mark 6, 3. Jesus is purposely goes to his own hometown. I wonder why he went there. I always ask this question. Why, why did you go there, Jesus? What was this... this so significant to you. So he goes to his own hometown. He starts to do some things but realises that he isn't as effective in his hometown as he was in other places. 
And we pick it up in, in, in um, Mark 6, verse 3. And this was the comments that came out, probably in the newspaper. Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offence. Mm. They built an offence. They built a fence to him, around him. They took offence at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honour except in his own town, among his relatives and his own home. He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Then Jesus went around teaching from village to village. The word offence here is actually skandulos, which is where we get the word scandal from. And so what was happening was this scandulos or this scandal, which was being, or comments, or if you like, the criticism of him was being spread around so much so that even Jesus, who has all the power in the universe, could do few miracles. He was not as effective in his own hometown. So I look at that and I say, Jesus, I'm in good, I'm in good company. If that's you, then that's okay. I, I, I could learn something from that. So let's look at, about that because there was something about this that was really important. The first thing Jesus says is, a prophet is not effective in his own hometown and his own home. Let me tell you, one of the greatest op oppositions to you is probably in your own home, which is your head. All right? That head of yours is getting in the way. My head gets in the way. I, I, I like the story of David, and you'll find this in 1 Samuel 30. And he comes back from this great um, um, a, a, a war that he's been in and they've, they've been beating the enemy and they've been doing pretty good but they come back to their own town, him and the army and when they walk into the hometown they find out that the enemy has come along and they've killed the women, they've killed the kids, they've, they've wrecked the place and it says and the armies were pretty upset with David. They were pretty and this is what it says and David went and was encouraged in the Lord. I love that concept. It says he found courage in who? In the Lord. He found courage. He went away. And the first thing that Jesus sort of encourages us is you will get stoned in, in your own family, in your own place, because they're the people that know you the best. But that's okay. Because he didn't walk away from them. He didn't leave them. He didn't fight back. He didn't try and justify them. He actually went and found place with the Lord. And, and that's, our, that's our first step in pushing through. Then Jesus says this. He says, a prophet, a prophet. He identified who he was. One of the first steps that we need to do in pushing through criticism is focus on the good. Focus on the good in you. Focus on your call. Focus on your good. I am a prophet. He didn't say Jesus isn't. He didn't say the carpenter's son isn't welcome. He said the prophet. He knew who he was. He focused on who he was. He focused on the good. 
First step, focus on the good. Nehemiah, when he was building the wall, and you've heard the story, Nehemiah, great back in the Old Testament, he uh, had a desire to build a wall. So he, he, it was the um, wall of Jerusalem, and he was upset because the glory of God was, wasn't looking good because the whole place of Jerusalem had fallen down. So he, with, with amazing miracles, went and started building this wall. It was going pretty good, but there were a lot of people, it says, that were arguing and criticizing him. And they all came out to meet him and they sent messages up to him saying, those that are criticizing you want to have a chat. They want to talk to you about what you're doing. And this is what Nehemiah said. He says, Nehemiah 6, So I sent messengers to them saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease Why I leave it and go down to you? Here we go. This is it. Don't get distracted. You got it? Keep on your good work. Don't come down and get involved in the conversations because the conversations will get you bound up. There's a great work in you. Why spend all your time talking to someone else about what you're doing wrong? Start working on the good. There's a good work in you. Don't get distracted. Don't get caught up in the conversations. Don't get caught up in the things that are going to take us away from the call. There's a call of God on His people, on His church, on you and I. And we don't want to get caught up in the distractions that are going to take us away from the great work that God wants to do in our country, in our communities, in our churches. We're too busy doing good work to get caught up in the conversations that are going to distract us. And I'm talking about in your head as much as around you. Get back onto the good work. The other thing was that he kept on moving. It says this, when Jesus, Jesus then, it says, went around from village to village. What did he do? Did he just say, well, I better stay here in town and talk to these people and convince them that I actually am pretty good? Uh, I'm going to sit down and have this conversation and let's have, a, let's have a big meeting with all the community and tell them, you know what, you're wrong, I'm right. No, he said, I could do a few works, which means there were some that allowed him to minister. But then he went from village to village. He got on with the job. He kept on moving. Don't get criticised to stop you. Keep moving, keep looking for the next step, keep looking for the next great thing that God's put on you. Church, there are great things in this place and God wants to keep doing great things through you. Don't get distracted with the criticisms, but keep moving forward. David was encouraged in the Lord. And then what it says, he says, he went and found the priests and he said, so Let's seek God now and find out what's the next step forward. He didn't say, okay, God, thank you for making me feel good. That's really good. He said, now I'm going to sacrifice some stuff and I'm going to seek God and find out how do we move forward from here? Do I chase after those, those guys that kill all our people or do I stay here, God? I want to know what the next village is that we're going to. What's your next village? Keep moving. Don't stop. And then the last thing I find with with Jesus was this. We need to find your encouragement. You see, we need to be encouraged. 
Jesus found encouragement in knowing who he was. Jesus was encouraged by what he was here to do. Jesus was encouraged to keep moving forward. Who's your encourager? Hebrews 10, 24 says this, And let us consider one another, not to, um, sorry, one another, to provoke under love and what? Good works. Now the word good there is not just good as in, that's nice. This was good as in quality good. This is good as in expensive good. This is good that is, that is going to make a difference. And there's a work inside you. There's a greatness inside Steve Hall that God's saying, let's spur each other on. Let's encourage each other. What? With love to fulfill the good works that God has for you. See, we can stay up in the window and we can criticise and we can question what David is doing down on the street. You heard the story a few weeks ago. His wife was up in the window looking down while David was dancing in the street. If you look at that story, when David goes home to his wife and his wife saying, how, dis- how could you do that? How-, how disgusting. You're down there with the commoners dancing in the street. And you didn't even have your royal clothing on. You had some sort of priest dress on. What was you doing? She was criticising him from the window. It's easy to criticise from the window. But he said, you know what? I'm going to go back down there because those are the people that are going to say, you're doing a good job. I'm going to hang around with the people who are going to tell me that you're going to do a good job. I'm going to hang around with the people who are going to spur me on. I'm going to hang around with the people who say, you can do this. I want to hang around the people who are going to say, you know what? This is great. We're celebrating what God's doing. We're not standing back looking at what he should be doing. But here's here's an important thing, though. Remember. I'm not talking about just finding people who are going to rub your back and say you're doing a great job. Now, I need that, right? When I'm in a hole, when I'm, and I'm buried in a deep, dark hole and I can't get out, I need someone to come along and say, Steve, I love you. Steve, you're great. Steve, you can do anything. I need that. But you see, that will just get me to stick my head out of the hole. I need someone else to come along who's not just going to tell you you're wonderful and you're fantastic and I love you. I need someone else who's going to come along and help me move forward. And that's a different type of encouragement. You see, there's a difference between criticism and critique. See, criticism doesn't push me forward. Critique pushes me forward. That's why I love hanging around with Mark, right? Mark, he's pretty blunt sometimes, right? And he can say things that I sometimes go, oh, she's kebab. But, but, but. He critiques. He doesn't criticise. So when he, well, we preach, he, he tells me what I've done wrong and he tells me how to do better. And I love that. I love to be critiqued, but I struggle when it's just criticism. Let me show you the difference between criticism and critiquing because we need critique. That's what it means to push. You cannot criticise in love, but you can critique, critique in love right? Criticism birthed out of a religious spirit. Critique is birthed out of a relational spirit. And when I want the best for you, I will want to cheer you on and help you be better. 
That's how I get over the wall. Let's have a look at the difference. See, criticism, criticism finds fault. You did this wrong, you did that wrong, you could have done better. Right? Critique looks for ways to improve. Critique will move you forward, but criticism will hold you back. You see, criticism condemns, but critique gives you courage. Criticism is designed to bring you down. But critique is designed to build you up. Criticism is opinionated. Critique is collaborative. Criticism complains. (laughs) Yeah, but critique always considers. Criticism can hurt. Critique can be helpful. Criticism magnifies the negative. Critique magnifies the positive. You see, we are told to encourage one another in these days, and you cannot encourage if we're only there just to tell you what you're doing wrong. Church, we, we, we've got to turn our, our, our message around. We've got to stop telling people what they're doing wrong. Okay, we want to tell people how they can move in a relationship with Jesus. We don't want people to be religious. We want to be people to be relational. And, we, and when we start to do that with each other, there is so much greatness in this room because Jesus told us that. And how do we encourage each other to fulfill that greatness? In closing, can I just say, never let criticism cause you to quit. Replace it by repeating the words of God which speak life into you. Never let criticism cause you to quit. Keep moving forward. Improve, but keep moving forward. Never let criticism cause you to quit. Surround you with encouragers who will critique and help you become the greatness that you're supposed to have. Can I pray for you? Let's just pray for a moment. Just close your eyes. Because I I do believe that the enemy does put stuff on us that we sometimes need to break off. I believe that that the world will put a fence on us will cause us to to actually be bound up. And some of you, and I know with me, I have to constantly keep going, God, break this offence off me. Break the criticism off me and help me discover the greatness that you've got. Father, if there have been words been spoken over individuals in this place, either self-words or words of others, or maybe it's just what I think others think, Lord, if those things are binding anyone in this room right now, I'm going to pray, Holy Spirit, you would come and you would break us free of that right now. I take the sword of the Spirit and I want to cut us free of those words. In this particular place, Lord God, with this group of people here, you have planted seeds of greatness because you have planted the Holy Spirit inside us. The Spirit who says, I can do all things. The Spirit that says you are, you are a bold and courageous person. It's not a spirit of timidity that bows down to criticism. It's a spirit of boldness that rises up to the calling that you have given us. 
And we're going to claim that right now. We want to break us free of those words of the accuser, the words of the offense, the offense that would hold us back. And we're going to rise up, Lord God, and we want to be people of God who will come to the greatness that you have put before us, the greatness of loving our neighbor the greatness of, of loving our workmates, the greatness of, of being able to, to be bold enough to tell people that they're loved, the greatness that could bring a change to this world because that's what you called us to do. Pray these things in your powerful name. Amen. We really hope you got a lot out of this message. If you live in the Perth area, we'd love you to join us for one of our live experiences. For times and directions, as well as information about our great Elevate Kids and Elevate Youth environments, head to our website, elevatechurch.me. And to partner with us to reach more people by giving financially, head to our website, elevatechurch.me, and also download our Elevate Church AU app. 